Hello and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Thank you for deciding to listen today and be a part of our listening family. We pray that everything is a great blessing to you. Thank you again for listening to the Victory Bible Podcast. Look forward to you listening again with us next time. If you're not saved, our prayer is you'd put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this podcast. You'll pray and ask Him to be your Savior. Our, our prayer is if you're saved and discouraged, you be encouraged. And if you are saved and, man, you're trying to do your very best, we pray that you just keep on keeping on doing what God has called you to do. We love you. May God bless you. Have a great day. God is Son of the Blood. Amen. Amen. You take your Bible, Revelation chapter number three. Revelation chapter number three. Amen. We've been looking at the seven churches so far in Revelation two and Revelation three. And uh, we're getting ready to get in chapter four, but I'm looking forward to chapter four, amen. Yeah. But I'm enjoying chapter three, amen. I enjoyed chapter two, but I'm just saying chapter four is rapture chapter, amen. Yeah, yeah. That's that chapter we get out of here, amen. The church ain't found again until Revelation 19. You say, why is that? Because the church ain't here, amen. Amen, it's out of here. Heard a man ask one time, asked a guy, said, uh, when, when are you going to get out of here? He said, I'm going out on the come up hither. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what he said in Revelation 14. He said, he saw a great door opened in heaven and a voice saying, come up hither. Amen. Yeah. And the Bible says it was as it were of a trumpet. Amen. That's what the Bible says yeah. in First Timothy. Or First Thessalonians 4, it says that his, and a voice of a trumpet. I'm glad the trumpet's going to blow. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're going to get out of here. Amen. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7. And I'm going to try to give you some thoughts here tonight about this church of Philadelphia. Bible said, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the keys of David, he that openeth and and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. And has kept my word, and has not denied my name. And boy, I got to look at these verses here. If the Lord will help me for a little while, we've talked about a a prompted church, a passionless church, 
And we talked about all these different churches in the church. We talked about uh, five of the ones that are here. Uh, we're getting ready to hit the sixth one tonight. But I want to give the Lord to help me. I'm going to give you the profitable church. The profitable church. And uh, boy, I'm not talking about money wise. I'm talking about I'm talking about spiritual wise. Amen. And a church would be better off to be more spiritual than it would be to be physical. Amen. Amen. In fact, the Bible says it's a, it's it's a godly. It's, it's it's better to build you spiritually than it is physically. Amen. Amen. But the profitable church, right here, the Bible says there in verse seven, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy. That church of Philadelphia is a church of brotherly love. That's what Philadelphia means. It means brotherly love. Well, that's what church ought to be. Amen. Church ought to be a, church, a place of family, a place where people feel like, boy, that you're part of a family, not just a, not just part of a building, uh, not just part of a group, part of a family. Amen. If you weep, I weep. If you rejoice, I rejoice. And Brother John come in talking about Miss Kimberly. We ought to rejoice. Brother John about talking about Miss Kimberly. And God answered prayer. God, God did. A great work. Amen. Ain't that a blessing? And well, that's exactly what church ought to be. In fact, the Bible tells us uh, that older women are to teach, treat, or treat younger women like they're their daughters. Amen. And older men are to treat younger men in the church like they're their sons. And the Bible says, it talks about us being brothers. Amen. We're brothers in Christ. Amen. You got saved. You got into a brotherhood and a sisterhood in the Lord Jesus. Amen. We got in a family when you got saved. In fact, you got born again. In fact, let me give you this. You can only get into a family three ways. Adopted, birthed, or married. And I got news for you. When you got saved, you got in all three ways at the exact same time. Amen. I said my marriage vows when I got saved. When I said, God, I don't want to die lost. I don't want to go to hell. Please save me. Hey, guess what? That's my marriage vows. Amen. Hey, listen. That not only did I get married to him, and we're going to have a marriage supper of the Lamb one day to celebrate it all. Hey, but thank God not only did that happen, but boy, I got born again. Hey, when you got saved, you got born again by the good grace of God. Amen. And then not only that, We've been adopted, amen. Hey, listen, that's a blessing because, listen, somebody gets born to you, you just kind of got what you got, amen. Hey, but being adopted means he chose you out. He picked you. He wanted you, amen. Amen. Thank God for getting in the family, amen. Boy, the profitable church is this. He tells me he's got an open door. So I got you an open door. Let's just pray. I'll give you this thought, a profitable church. Father, boy, I, Lord, I enjoy these verses. And I've enjoyed looking at all this. I pray, dear God, you'd help me, dear God, tonight. Father, Lord, I'm nothing, God, and I know I'm nothing tonight, Lord. Ain't no doubt about it. If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be in hell. Uh, God, if it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be in a sure enough mess in sin. God, but I'm thankful for grace. Thankful for being adopted. Thankful for getting married to the Son of God. Thankful, Lord, for being uh, birthed into your family. Pray you'd help us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That church of Philadelphia is a church of brotherly love. But this church of Philadelphia, I believe in these verses you can find the Christ that we praise. We find the church of Philadelphia and we find the Christ that we praise. Listen to this. Verse 7 said this. It said to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the keys of, key of David. But look at this, holy, 
Jesus. That's the Christ which we praise. Amen. Holy Jesus. Amen. Never had a bad thought. Never done a bad deed. Never said a bad word. Never had a bad action. Never done anything that was wicked. Never had. Listen, the Bible says a man thinketh in his heart so is he. So if Jesus had a, had a sinful thought, then he'd been a sinful man. So he never had a sinful thought. He never had a sinful action. He never done a sinful deed. He was holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. That's who Jesus was. He's holy Jesus. Amen. He's true Jesus. Because the Bible says there, He says, He that is true. I like what He asked Pilate that day. Pilate asked Him, said, or Herod asked Him, said, What is truth? Staring right at Him, had no idea what truth was. And you say, How do we know He's truth? Well, John 14, 6 said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, by me. He is the way, the truth, the life. Amen. Now, for people say, well, that sounds too exclusive, and that's a narrow way. It is narrow. Now, like what Brother Sammy Allen said, he said this, he said, it's a narrow. I ain't seen nobody coming back on the road yet. Amen. Hey, if you ever get on the narrow road going to heaven, you'll never want to turn around. Amen. You'll be glad you're going where Jesus is. You ain't looking for a U-turn. You ain't wanting to turn around. You glad you're going where you're going. Amen. Amen. Listen, true Jesus. Not only that, but authoritative Jesus. Listen to this. He said, he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. I read this, and one writer said this. When you give somebody a key, you give them authority. If you go to if you go out if you go out to vacation and you leave somebody your key, you left them the, the authority and the access to get in your house and do whatever needs to be done and get whatever needs to be got, and you left them that authority to do everything in that home. Boy, I tell you what I tell you what happened here in these verses. Jesus has full authority. He has absolute authority is what he's trying to say in these verses. Not trying to say it is saying in these verses. Amen. He is authority. He is doing what he wants to do. He is going to do exactly as he desires to do. Amen. And you won't stop God. And I won't stop God. And this world won't stop God. Nobody will stop God. Well, me and you, do just get out of his way and let him roll on. Amen. Hey, just fall in behind him and say, God, let me just get in on it. Amen. Me too, by the way. I just want to get in on it. The Christ we praise. Well, thank God he's worthy of praise, ain't he? Amen. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of everything we'd ever give him. Let me tell you this. The church is profitable. Church is profitable. Not only the church of Philadelphia, the Christ we praise, but the church... Is profitable. Yeah. Verse 7 said, He that open, openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. Everybody around this church will say, Well, they ain't got much. They ain't got but a little. All they got's a little. But according to this verse, God's going to put before them an open door. God's going to lay an open door in front of them. No, I wrote this down. As I thought about this church being profitable, they don't have a whole lot. But the Bible says that in these verses, I wrote down this. In this church that is profitable, 
you find a God shutting doors. You find doors being shut anyway. You don't find God shutting up, God shutting all of them. Anyway, the uh, Bible said uh, the, in, in verse number 7, said, He that openeth and no man shutteth. You find men can't shut the door. When God opens up a door, no man can shut that door. Can't nobody close it but God. Hey, listen, ain't nobody powerful enough to stop him from opening it. Hey, listen, my children, I like picking with them sometimes. And, man, we'll race out the house sometimes. I'm sure every parent has done that. And, man, you'll hold yourself in the door. And I just play with them sometimes and make them think they're going to be able to open the door when i got a hold of it. They can't open that door when i got a hold of it. No, I ain't tough enough. He just thinks he is. And Maddie and Marley ain't tough enough either. They just think they are. Amen. Hey, listen, I pull on that door and just give it a little bit and I'll let them loose a little bit. I pull it back and let loose a little bit and pull it back. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, there's a God that no man can even begin to hold a candle to. That when he opens up a door, you are not closing that door. You will not close it. It will not happen. Hey, listen, God's got power and ability that we don't have. Listen to this. He said, and shutteth and no man open. He said, when he shuts the door, it's shut. Don't worry about pulling on the handle. Don't try to grab for the door to get open. Ain't nobody opening the door. If God shut it, nobody going to open it. And listen, Noah's Ark's a good example of that. Bible says that God shut the door to Noah's Ark. You realize that? that and listen, Noah didn't shut his own door. That Shem, Ham, and Japheth and their wives and Noah's wife did not shut that door. Hey, but God shut that door. And when God shut that door, that Bible says that door did not come open. And brother Jimmy, I don't know if it ever opened. But the Bible doesn't ever say it did open. If you read them scriptures, the Bible says he opened the window. But I never did find a place to open the door. Just search that out sometime. I'm telling you, it ain't in there. He, he didn't open this. He may have opened. I'm not saying he didn't open the door, but I'm saying it ain't in the Bible that he opened the door. All right. Hey, that Bible does not say he opened the door. And that makes me think, wonder if he could have even opened it after it's over. Or if every animal and every man, everybody had to climb out the window up top. Either way, I don't know. But I'm telling you this, when God shuts a door, ain't nobody opening it. Amen. Like I thought about this, not only is there some shutting doors going on, but there's some set doors. Some setting of doors going on. Look at verse 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. And I thought about this. I just got to tell us he had authority. That means he's got the ability to make all decisions, to do whatever he wants to do. And here's a little church with a little strength, and he says, I'm going to put a door of opportunity, a door of blessing, a door of a chance to do something for me in front of a little church that wants to do something for God. Well, I tell you, I believe God's got an open door at Victory Bible Baptist Church. I believe there's an open door at this church. I believe God's got an open door ready for me and you, an open opportunity. I had to do something great for God. I had to go reach sinners. I had to go witness to people, to share the gospel. We're supposed to enter to worship and leave to serve. Amen. We're supposed to get out of here when we do. Go witness to the gas station attendant. Witness to the people at the restaurants you go to. Witness to the drive-thru. Witness to the Everywhere you go, witness and serve. Shutting the door, setting the door. And I wrote down this. 
they some strength declining. Some strength declining. Bible says, for thou hast a little strength. So boy, you ain't got a lot of strength. But I'm going to give you an opportunity. Yeah. You ain't got a lot of strength going on, but I tell you what, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Ain't you glad God gave you opportunity to serve him? I read one time a guy, a guy said this. He said, how come it is an honor to serve a earthly king and a sacrifice to serve a heavenly king? It's an honor to serve a heavenly king. It's an honor to do something for a heavenly king. Amen. I've never seen him, but boy, I love doing something for him. Because he could use anybody he wants to. In fact, he used a whale in the Old Testament. He used a donkey in the Old Testament. He used a rooster in, in Peter's life in the New Testament. And yet he has chose and allowed me to serve him. I don't want no rooster to get to do it for my place. I don't want no whale to get to do it for my place. I don't want no donkey to get to do it for my place. I don't want no rock to cry out for me. Hey, listen, I say shut up, rock. Hey, keep it quiet. It's my turn. Amen. I want to praise Him. I want to glorify Him. I want to serve Him. Amen. Well, let's all be. Let's all do that. Amen. To serve Him. Strength declining, but God's got a door open. So I don't feel like I can do much. Well, join the crowd. Can't nobody do much. But God can do a whole lot. In fact, little is much. When God is in it. Amen. Think about old Gideon. Gideon down there at the threshing floor. And Brother Jimmy, he's, he's down there not because he's so tough. And he's sitting down there doing push-ups getting ready for the fight. He's sitting down there hiding from the battle. And the Bible says the Lord comes to Gideon and says, Hey Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. That's a, that's a blatant hypocritical statement. Seems like to me when he says it, but it's not. God sees what Gideon don't see. And Gideon's small strength turns into great strength. In fact, he has a great big army. And God says, you got too many for the fight. He's already outnumbered, but he said, you got too many anyway. So he cut it down one time. And he said, you still got too many, Gideon. And he cut it down again, bro, like the 300. He said, now you got enough. And they sound man like crazy. And God Almighty, they, they sit there and they, they pull a lamp out and he puts an earthen picture over it. He don't pull out swords. They don't pull out bones. They pull out lamps and pictures. And the Bible says they take a trumpet and they blow that trumpet and hit that picture. And they shine that lamp. And the enemy thought that they were surrounded and ran over each other and killed one another. And they never had to do a thing. So what's the moral of that story? Little is much when God is in it. Amen. David goes to fight Goliath. He doesn't grab a sword. He don't, he don't get a bow. But he grabs five smooth stones. Somebody say he didn't have faith. Well, all the Bible said he had four more brothers beside Goliath. Amen. I believe David was aiming for all of them. David said, I'm going, hit, I'm going to hit you. And when I get done hitting you, I'm going to hit all your brothers with you. Amen. I ain't done with you. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> Little 14, 12 to 16-year-old boy, he's challenging the whole world. So how can that happen? Little as much when God is in it. Because at the end of the story, a little man, a little pebble, and a big giant laying on the ground. Amen. And God is the one who did it all. 
Amen. Strength declined. They were small. They were little in little strength. Has kept my word and has not denied my name. Listen to this. I wrote down this. The church. The churches presented. The churches presented. Look at verse nine. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Synagogue is another word for church in the Old Testament. But I thought about the church of Satan. Now, he ain't talking about believers being become the church of Satan, but he's talking about lost people becoming the church of Satan. But I wrote down some things. I thought about this. Jesus' church versus Satan's church. In Jesus' church, the leader is the Savior, one who died in your place. In Satan's church, the leader is the adversary who wants you to die. In Jesus' church, you're heaven-bound if you've been saved. In Satan's church, you're condemned already. In Jesus' church, he's touched with the feeling of your prayers. Every time you pray, he feels what you pray. He feels your problems. Hey, but in Satan's church, he couldn't give a rip less about any feeling you had, any problem you had, any trouble you had, any sorrow you had. He'd just assume you have more sorrow. He'd just assume you have more trouble. He'd just assume you have more heartache. Hey, but I'm glad. The Bible says he, that, 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 that he's come to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life. Had more abundantly. Amen. He didn't come to kill me. He came to let me live. Amen. He didn't come to kill you or condemn you. He came to let you live. Thank God for a Savior. Amen. In Jesus' church, He provides. In Satan's church, He takes away. In Jesus' church, He forgets your sin. In Satan's church, He reminds you every day of your sin. Ain't you glad to be a part of Jesus' church? I'm glad I ain't a part of Satan's church. Amen. Hey, listen, they talk about that, that, that Satan, Satanism is on the rise. I don't understand why. Why would you want to be on the losing team? Why would you want to gather around a loser? Amen. I'm gathering around a winner. Amen. I'm gathering around somebody that won. Amen. The compassion proclaimed. Look at verse 9. The Bible said again there at the bottom, he said this, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. He said, he said listen, I'm going to let them see that I love you. He said, they made fun of you down here, but they won't make fun of you up here. When you get up to heaven, they're going to look and they're going to realize I loved you. I cared about you. I died for you. Boy, I'm glad I'm glad going to get to heaven. It's going to be good. Amen. He's going to pour out his love. In fact, the Bible said he's going to show for the exceeding, he's going to show us in the ages to come the exceeding riches of his grace. That word exceeding means beyond limits, riches of his grace. He's going to show us beyond limits his richness in the grace of God. Amen. The compassion proclaimed, he says, I'm going to let them know I love you. Amen. Heaven's going to be a place of love. That's why hell's going to be a place of hate. Let's imagine that for a moment. Hey, daddy's going to hate children. Children going to hate daddies. Brothers going to hate sister. Sister hate brother. Think about a daddy who told his son all of his life, he was, there is no God. This Jesus thing ain't real. 
This Bible ain't real. That church mess ain't real. That mess is a bunch of fake religion. They ain't real. You let them die and go to hell. That son will hate that man for the rest of his life. For the rest of eternity. Throughout all of eternity. If he does meet up with his dad. And he does for any way and anyhow, somehow or another. Figure out that's his dad. He'll be full of hatred. He'll hate his guts. He'll fight him in hell. He might bite him in hell. He'll scream at him in hell. He'll cuss him in hell. But you take that up to heaven. Instead of going, instead of going to hell. And you go to heaven. It's a place of love. Amen. That's a place where a daddy who's told his children that Jesus died for sinners, that he loves sinners, that won't the same sinners, and that boy gets to go to heaven. He'll turn to his daddy and say, Daddy, I sure do love you. I thank you for telling me that there was a God, that he had a son named Jesus. He died in my place. Hey, heaven's going to be a loving place. Amen. Yep. Heaven's going to be a loving place. Greater than that, though, the Lord's going to love on you when you get to heaven. The Lord's going to love on you when you get to heaven. <laughs> Can you imagine all what I'm talking about? Hey, the Bible said, Bible talks about, said, in Isaiah 41.10, he said, he will uphold us by his right hand. I don't know. Makes me think he's just going to hold my hand through eternity. I know, I don't, we're going to have a good time. I know it ain't going to be boring. Well, Brother Charlie hit it right the other day. The Bible tells us we're going to, he's going to have a government upon his shoulders. There's going to be a government. Yeah. There's going to be a place to live. New Jerusalem. Yeah. New heaven. Yeah. New earth. I tell you, there's going to be some awesome things to do. Woo. And he said, if you served him in a little bit down here, he'd make you roll over a whole lot up there. Amen. Yeah. Listen to this. The conqueror's prize, and I'm done. The compassion proclaimed. But then the conqueror's prize. Look at verse number 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. He said, boy, you're going to get to get out of this place before, before the wrath comes. But I'm glad I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. I don't believe in a, a, a mid-tribulation or a post-tribulation I believe in pre-tribulation rapture. So what's that mean? That means for the first hailstone ever hits this earth, I will not be here to see it. Amen. And you won't be either. Before the Antichrist even comes on the scene, I'm going to be gone. Amen. Unless hey, he can have this world. Unless hey, he can have my house, my car, my everything I got. I don't give a rip. I'm gone. Amen. Let the trumpet blow. I'm out of here. If you're saved, you're out of here too. Amen. Amen. I can have every bit of it. Amen. Verse 11 said, Behold, I come quickly. I say like John said, Even so, come Lord Jesus. Come get you. Say, Brother John, you do everything exactly right. No, I'm not. But I want him to come on. There's never going to be a time I'm doing everything perfect. But I'm a, lot, I'm a lot different than I was anyway. I can't say that I am what I should be, but I can praise God right now that I am not what I one day was. Amen. I may not be everything I ought to be, but I am not what I used to be. Amen. Thank God for a change. Amen. Yep, man. He says, No man, take thy crown. I'll give you this quickly, but the Bible says there's five different crowns you can win. And the Bible says in these verses you can lose it. Over in 2 John, he tells you again that you can lose your crowns. 
I don't know about you, but I want to lay my crowns at the feet of Jesus. That's what the Bible says. We can lay our, our, our crowns at the feet of the Lord Jesus. Hey, that's just to tell Him you love Him. Yeah. I'm not to get that crown and tell you how glorious I am and how great a job I did. I'm to get that crown so I can take that glory and do like that woman in John 12, Mary in John 12, and take my glory and lay it at His feet. Amen. Because my glory is worth nothing, but His glory is wonderful. Amen. He said, I will ride upon him. Or verse 12, him that overcometh will I make a pillar of the, of the temple of my God. And he shall, he shall go no more out. And I will ride upon him. The name of my God and the name of the city of my God. I like that verse. He said he's going to make a pillar. He, he's saying he's going to be unmovable. So once you get in, you ain't getting out. Amen. We get into heaven, don't worry about it. You ain't leaving. Amen. Unless I don't want to leave, do you? And the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. But I tell you, the conqueror is going to get a whole lot. He says this. He says the same statement he says to end all these. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit Saith unto the church, I'll say the same thing I've said every time. Well, that you, we got to have more than a physical ear. We need a spiritual ear. But our, Bible, our Bible says, it's, it's, I believe you come on piano. Our Bible says, this is a spiritual book. Natural man can't understand it. Lost man can't get it. A carnal man's confused by it. Man's got to get a spiritual mind to be able to think with and understand this book. Boy, I want a spiritual mind, don't you? I want a spiritual mind. I want to be profitable. I want, I, want God, I want to take that door that God's got open and walk right through it and serve the Lord with every opportunity He gives me. Gives me opportunity to serve Him in some kind of way. I want to use every single opportunity He's given me. If you stand to your feet, eyes closed, head bowed, God spoke to your heart, it's your invitation.
What a God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's opened up doors and give us the privilege to serve him. Amen. Let's just take care of one of them with God. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I didn't mention it earlier, but as far as announcements, don't forget next next Wednesday, or this next coming up Wednesday, it's Bible school, Wednesday through Friday. And uh, Friday, we got an awesome surprise Friday. It's going to be awesome, amen, for the young people. And I'll tell y'all young people if you don't tell nobody else, all right? We're going to have water slides and bouncy houses on Friday. Superman-themed water house and ba water slide, water houses. That's a water house. Huh? Oh, never mind, it's one or the other. We're going to have one or the other then. One or the other we're going to have. I thought it was both. But anyway, I misunderstood that. Anyway, it'll be all right. Anyway, it'll be fun, amen. I might even get in there and bounce myself, amen. No, I might pop it if I bounce it, but anyway. Amen. Well, love y'all. Appreciate you. Looking forward to next week's Bible school. We're looking forward to Sunday, amen, and what God's got for us Sunday. And let's just invite people to his house and see what God does, amen. Well, John, we can go love you, but I'm glad you're able to make it tonight. You pray for us. Ain't you glad God gave you opportunity to serve him? I read one time a guy, a guy said this. He said, how come it is a honor to serve a earthly king and a sacrifice to serve a heavenly king? It's an honor to serve a heavenly king. It's an honor to do something for a heavenly king. Amen. I've never seen him, but boy, I love doing something for him. Because he could use anybody he wants to. In fact, he used a whale in the Old Testament. He used a donkey in the Old Testament. He used a rooster in, in Peter's life in the New Testament. And yet he has chose and allowed me to serve him. I don't want no rooster to get to do it for my place. I don't want no whale to get to do it for my place. I don't want no donkey to get to do it for my place. I don't want no rock to cry out for me. Hey, listen, I say shut up, rock. Hey, keep it quiet. It's my turn. Amen. I want to praise Him. I want to glorify Him. I want to serve Him. Amen.